Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad. We're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm good. I think I might be a career enthusiast from now on because uh, it sounds very much like Korea are kind of opening up for for, for, for tourism. Um, I mean, I don't know how you'd get there, whether it takes a hell of a lot longer than getting to <laughs> Japan, but it sounds like uh, Korea is definitely moving in that direction because they kind of have to. I think you you spoke... I was going to say eloquently. I mean, it was literally a, a, a five-word tweet. Eloquent. Uh, but eloquent, uh, you spoke on Twitter about, about how um, the, 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 the record cheap uh, and uh, affordable yen, uh, how, how kind of affordable and how, how, how low it is mm, um, mm. power-wise uh, financially uh, at the moment. They should open up the, uh, the, the borders and, and let people um, spend a bit of yen and, and, and make it a thing. I, I, didn't, I didn't sort of realise that it was something like... Um, in 2002 or 2004, Japan was just not a tourist place at all. It was something like, I think it was like 32,000 people, uh, tourists, visited Japan. No, it was more than that. And yet... It was more than that, but was it was more very than low. That? Yeah. Any, anyway, it was very, very low anyway. But maybe I'm thinking of COVID, like 32,000 people visited as tourists. Uh, but uh, yeah, very, very, uh, very interesting how low the the uh, attendance was back in the day and suddenly going to like, you know, 52 million people every year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the, I can't remember the exact numbers, but they were expecting like 30 million people, I think, uh, after the Olympics. Yeah. And then they got zero. Uh, <laughs> the, the Tourism was bringing in something like 40, 50 billion dollars into the economy before it all came to a close. So, you know, it was a really, really great thing for the Japanese economy. The fact they've still got the mm. door shut after two years, it, it's driving me mental at the moment. It's driving me absolutely berserk. Um, but yeah, the yen is pretty weak at the moment uh i'm trying to get the figures up like us dollars to yen uh just so you get a rough idea why it's happened so yeah. uh for example in god really has it gone up that much jesus <laughs> uh at the start of 2021 so about what you know 16 months ago it was uh one dollar was 100 yen now yeah. one dollar is about 128 yen 
So that's a right, fair okay. chunk of of extra. As high yeah. as it's gone uh, in in my memory, because I remember when I st- where I, I first went, mm. I think it was like one thirty or one two eight, um, and it never returned to that. Good God! <laughs> yeah, it's it hasn't been like this since something like nineteen flipping nineteen ninety, like twenty years, thirty years. Yeah, so. yeah. But of course, they can't reap the benefit of having a cheap yen because they're not letting tourists in still. And like, no. oh man, I, I, I just drive me mad. Like, I, as you know, I'm going back to the UK or trying to in May uh, mm. because of the whole Russia situation. Um, they we can't fly over Russia, so you have to go a different route. And I, I booked to go A and A direct from Tokyo to London. But it was it was going to be like fifteen hours, so three to four hours mm. longer. But that's fine. Direct. I didn't care. I was just going to get on the plane and fall asleep. Uh, then I burst yeah. my eardrum, like you do. What an, what an absolute <laughs> dickhead! Uh, my right ear, I can't hear out of it. And I flew I flew on a plane because I had to back from Okinawa after the video I'd mm. made after I'd burst my ear. Um, and I thought it was going to be really bad. And it wasn't that bad because my eardrum had a hole in it. Yay! Which actually meant it relieved the pressure. So my ear, it wasn't very fun. It was a little ah. bit painful. It wasn't too bad. I went to the doctor yesterday and I was like, I want to fly to London in late May. And he was like, he looked at me as if I just said like a joke. He was like laughing. He's like, yeah, are you having a laugh? Because apparently my ear will heal in about two to three weeks, in theory. Right. And it will be... The whole will go, and I'll have an ear once again. It'll be great. But then my mm. ear drum is going to be quite weak because it's just rehealed. And then I'm going to go on a plane. There's going to be lots of pressure, Ooh. and it could rupture. It could burst all over again, making things very painful and making the flight to the UK incredibly painful, miserable, and unpleasant. Uh, I, I don't know if it's even... I don't know if it would be classed as dangerous, but... Uh, and then... So that I was could looking forward not, to that. But like, could you not like, jam a lot of wax in your ear or something? Well, like, like, take the take the take the skin off a baby bell and just whack it in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send me some some British baby bell cheese over. Uh, apparently, you can yeah. get like a like a thing you can put in your ear. Why can't I think of the word? What do you call a thing you put in your ear? Uh, an earplug. Earplug. There you go. I don't know. Oh, it's been a long day. Right. I was, you can get an earplug to put in your ear that relieves some of the pressure. So there was a way out. But then complication, A and A just decided to cancel the flight because now they don't fly direct to London because they've decided they can't be bothered to do that anymore. Uh, so I've been looking right. at other airlines and I, I it just that even got really complicated. KLM? I, well, KLM end, Air France? I had a genius idea. I'd set, I settled for, uh, for, for Brussels. I, went to, I was going to fly to Brussels. Mm. I was going to get the Eurostar, take that to yep. Ashford in Kent not far from where my... Where closed, didn't it, mate? Ashford Kent Ash- closed, didn't it? And is it? Is it actually? Yeah, well, it is. Well, anyway, yeah, they don't I didn't do get that far down the plan, so don't worry. Because <laughs> it turned out, if you're coming from Japan, you can't... Act, and you live in Japan, uh, you can't get into Brussels easily because Brussels and Japan uh, don't have a good relationship at the moment. Brussels basically decided in October last year that because Japan's being a bit shit with the way it lets people into Japan. Brussels was going to reciprocate yeah. that and basically put Japan on a list that made it a little bit difficult to get in if you live or come from Japan. And right. I hit all these other issues. So the Eurostar was out the window. So in the end, I was like, you know what? I'll go to Brussels. I'll book a British Airways flight. I'll fly to Heathrow or Gatwick and I'll live happily ever after. Went to book that flight. And because British Airways are shit, 
their website didn't work and I couldn't book the flight. Yeah. At this point, I then had to book uh, Brussels Air, but I just spent the entire day just nursing my painful ear, trying to book 400 <laughs> flights and work out strategically how to fucking come back to the UK. And it's just making right. me want to tear my hair out. And, and all the while, all I'm thinking is, you know, what if my ear just explodes on the plane? <laughs> not literally like a like a dodgy mobile phone uh, battery but like oh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm worried about that I'm worried about that so yeah my trip to the UK it's uh, it's gone from the thing that I've been excited about for months to mm. a great source of stress and terror and that's before I even get to see you you know that's the real terror oh no disastrous never mind look, look you'll get here We'll have a good time. We'll go podcast show. I'll interview you like I do every fucking week. <laughs> Stay. Can't wait, Pete. And Can't then we'll wait. have a bloody beer. And that podcast yeah. show's on the 25th, right? The interview is going to be taking place on the 25th, the Wednesday. Get there on your calendar, Chris. Yes, sir. Just just pop over. Come mm. and see us at the show. I've yet to yeah, promote it on boy. Twitter. I'm rubbish. Uh, but I will. I'll definitely promote <laughs> it. I'll definitely promote it. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. But that's, that's my week. It's been a bit of a rough week. And... Uh, Man, just just living with like a one ear that doesn't work, it's kind of it's kind of unpleasant. I don't know mm. how people do this. Uh, we got a story from Jake this week. He begins, "Hello, Chris and Pete. About twenty years ago, I was nine years old and living on a U.S. military base when we had a group of foreign soldiers show up for a year of training, like you do. Among them was a Japanese soldier, and he brought his family with him, which included his nine-year-old son. We bonded over Pokemon and baseball. We soon became the best of friends. We played his virtual baseball game." which for the year 2000 was seriously high-tech stuff. Uh, we played Pokemon. We went to a couple of professional baseball games together. Our friendship, the food, his family made for me, and the toys he gave me spurred a lifelong interest in Japan. Once he left, we unfortunately fell out of touch. And fast forward 20 years, I find out I'm heading to Japan for five months of work. I decided to see if I can look him up, as I thought a meet-up would be quite fun. I searched for him on Facebook and found someone with the exact same name. Success, I think to myself, as I send the message. The next day, I see a message in my inbox. As I read it, my heart sank. It wasn't him. I thanked him for his time and told him that I would not bother him anymore. He then tells me that while he's not my friend, he does have a second cousin with the exact same name as him, but he's never met him, and he doesn't have his contact information. What the hell's that? I thought it was hard getting a plane to London. This is even more complicated, Jake. He then proceeds to help me for the next two days, and after much searching, he finally gets my friend's father's contact information. He sends the father an email with me copied in and the father responds. He remembered my family and I fondly uh, and even sent some pictures he had of us. He gets me in touch. Uh, he gets in touch with me uh, and after emailing back and forth, we set up a meetup. And after 20 years, I finally got to see my friend again and meet his wife. We then proceeded to get drunk at a yakitori skewered chicken restaurant and go down memory lane together. Thank you guys for all the content. Jake, and he's attached two nice photos uh, of himself and his good friend there from 20 years ago and the present day. And um, Jake is 
considerably taller than his friend by a factor oh, of two. Yeah. But uh, what a lovely friendship. What a lovely story. And what a strange coincidence. Like, seriously. He was much He was much taller even back then, to be fair. He, was. he looks at it like Jake's, uh, Jake's nine-year-old self looks like he's got a human, grown human man's body, but he's got a child's <laughs> head. It's amazing. Um, I, honestly, you know when like life gets you down, you're having a shitty week, you know, you've had, you've got a perforated eardrum and a and have cancelled your flight and all that jazz. Just hearing this story mm. just makes everything okay, I think it's fair, fair to say. Getting pissed 20 years later <laughs> uh, at, at, a, at a yakitori restaurant, hanging out uh, with someone you've not seen for that length of time. It's beautiful. I love it. I bloody love yeah, that. I just put a smile on my face. I like that. I, I You know, yeah. there was a real plot twist there. The fact that I can't believe that he found a guy with the exact name. He's like, that's not me. No. But I do have a second cousin with the exact name, same name. I've never met him. Like that is just such a weird bizarre coincidence and I, yeah. I love that what a beautiful story we should uh, we should turn it into a short film beautiful put it on a sh- turn it into a yep. short film and sell it to the masses uh, we've got a story this week <laughs> about population plummeting over to you P Ooh. what's the story well we all like almost every week there's a little news story or we mention at least the fact that uh, Japan's population is, mm. is, is plummeting but Good God. Biggest drop on record. 640,000 people in 2021. Jesus. Now, th- like that that sounds very much like uh, COVID-related, but their COVID death figures just haven't really been up there, to be mm-hmm. honest. The population dipped for the 11th consecutive year. The overall population fell as deaths exceeded births by 609,000 people and people who moved out of the country outnumbered those who moved in by 35,000 people. The natural population de- decline accelerated uh, by over 100,000 people. Tokyo's population shrank for the first time in 26 years, possibly due to COVID restrictions, people working from mm. home, uh, falling by 38,000 uh, to 14.01 uh, million. Uh, and pretty much every other uh, profession except Okinawa posted a fall. So maybe everyone went to Okinawa for holidays and just never left, uh, which is incredible. <laughs> Look, I mean, we, we've spoken about this before. Um, the proportion of people aged 15 to 64 stood at a record low of 59.4%, uh, and those aged 65 or older hit a record high of 28.9%. Mm. Uh, 14, uh, 14 or under accounted for a record low of 11.8%. So it's moving in one direction, but I think... Um, even the Japanese uh, uh, Minister of Heads must be even surprised at, at, at how, how quickly it's all kind of happening, I suppose. It is a, a serious concern, you know, like who the hell's going to pay for all the pensions of all the elderly in a few years? Mm. You know, this is going to really become yep. a big issue in 10, 15, 20 years' time. Um, the number of foreign nationals living in Japan also fell by 25,000 to 2.7 million because of the tighter border restrictions. As we know, it's been... Yeah. near impossible actually coming here uh, both as a tourist and also as someone with a job lined up or as a student as well the country's been yeah. shut entirely it, you know it just seems a bit it sort of ties into my frustration that the country's still sort of shut and what we talked about at the start of the podcast how now's the time get people in you know I just is COVID I mean I know COVID's still a thing but like I, I just I'm so fatigued with it and I, I I feel like the rest of the world sort of moved on but Japan hasn't I don't know I don't know what the solution is I know we read out an article must have been a year ago but we, we, statistically it was believed that 250,000 
like immigrants were needed every year to try and plug this hole uh, that's happening. Mm. But uh, yeah. you know, someone asked me on Twitter just this evening, like, how's Japan's economy looking for the future? And it's hard to feel optimistic. You know, I, mm. I, I don't think Japan's going to collapse anytime soon, but, you know, things work here and people work very hard and there's a sense of order. But I don't know, I, I don't feel overly optimistic for the future here, not just because of this falling population and the fact yeah. that successive governments just don't seem to care because it's just easier to kick the can down the road, so to speak, and yeah, let someone deal with it in 10 years. We'll just carry on as it is now. You know, To be fair, yeah. if I was a politician, I think I'd probably be the same. But, you know, I don't really see many solutions here. Shall we let the whole world, mm. shall we let all the foreigners come in? That's probably not going to go down well here. Uh, there'd be too much mm. concerns about the culture changing and becoming sort of, you know, multicultural. That wouldn't be very popular. I think people would rather the population just continue to shrink, unfortunately. Um, mm. And also businesses in Japan, you know, you can see to see old businesses that sort of helped prop up the country and, and the export powerhouse that made Japan, like companies like Toshiba, Panasonic, Sony, a lot of them, uh, Sharp, are all sort of embattled in just like in the face of competition from China or South Korea or Taiwan, they're not doing a great mm. job. Uh, and being closed to the whole world for two years has just made that problem worse. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't feel overly optimistic. That's the sad truth. I guess it's, it's two... We've spoken about it before, but like the, the two techniques of uh, closing up and um, just you know making sure that, 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 that not as much um, COVID can get around... Um, you're left with kind of the same situation two, three years down the line. Um, uh, even if you're vaccinated, uh, COVID is it can still uh, you know take hold. It just uh, lockdowns don't um, uh, halt anything. It, they just delay anything, delay um, the infection. But oh, that yeah. said, um, how how much do you value fucking human life? So it probably was uh, in retrospect the the um, the right thing to do because mm. at the end of the day, your residents aren't dying. So if you have to sort of shut down the country for four years, that's kind of the, the decision that's been made. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's a real shame uh, and it sucks. A big old load of rubbish, but um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there will now, um, you know, a, a, a lot of vaccines have been smashed into arms. Um, that There'll be a bit more kind of flexibility in the next few months. I'm not holding out hope for that. <laughs> Yeah. hope against hope so to speak because it's you know what they, 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 they've been like uh, I did see... thus far and there's a healthy dose of racism in there as well well I did I did read a report that uh, a lot of the tourism companies like big companies like JTB Japan's hosting like the tourism some sort of tourism event in like September and Is it'd be he? pretty yeah, ironic if the country's not at, like one of like 10 <laughs> countries that's not open to tourists or is, is is just shut. You know, Japan is a very small yeah. minority of countries that is uh, that remains to be closed. But uh, they were all optimistic that Japan would be open by September. I, you know, I think maybe June or July is on the cards. I don't know really. We we talk about this a lot, but yeah, uh, it, we've said it so many times. We said it so many times. <laughs> I'm hearing good things about September. But it's the only thing like people really need to know, you know. But somebody said something interesting on Twitter that they they've. Um, Somebody said uh, they keep rebooking their flights to Japan because they're free to cancel. And while Japan remains closed, the price of flights is pretty cheap. And the moment Japan opens, the price of airline tickets is probably going to double or go up. So 
I, you know, my philosophy has been to tell people don't book a flight, don't bother. But actually, might be worth it. Probably September. a good idea to. Because, <laughs> keep... but can you be asked to keep moving it all the time? You know. Well, <laughs> I, th- I feel this year more than more than any other. Now that fifty percent of the population's boosted, that uh, it it is on the cards, and they they really need that money. They need mm. those billions of dollars coming in to prop up the businesses that have been stuffed for the last two years. So I'm optimistic. I'd say book a flight for September. Worst case, you cancel it or postpone it. But because it is free to do that at the moment for most airlines, then uh, you yeah. can reap the benefits. Because when it opens, you can bet your bottom dollar that uh, airline ticket prices are going to rocket up very quickly. So get booking. Mm. But don't hold me to it if it goes wrong. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be held accountable for that. That's the philosophy. That's my story <laughs> of my life. We'll be back, guys, in just a moment with the Fax Machine, your comments, stories, and questions. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners? 
Mr. Donaldson. Hello, Chris and Pete uh, from Long Island, NY, which I believe is New York. York. <laughs> we recently found your YouTube channel and we really enjoy how informative and entertaining your videos are, but we still have one question for you. We, are, we know that each word in Jap- Japanese is represented by a unique character, so how do keyboards work in Japan? Do you tap multiple keys at the same time for one character? Thanks for your time and keep up the great work, Donna and Danny. Chris... I, I, I love the way you type um, hiragana, katakana, and kanji into uh, a, a, a Roman, a, a Roman, a Roman-sized uh, a keyboard. I find that fascinating. Like you just sort of go for the letter that represents the sound you're trying to make, mix that together, and then it sort of somehow figures out you're writing a particular kanji. Is that right? Yeah, it's pretty intuitive. It's really easy, actually. Uh, it's, 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 for mm. example, let's take a really simple sentence like uh, namen, namen, or tabetai. You know, you would you type that mm. into the keyboard like R A M E N or W O Taberu Tabetai T A B E T A I. Just type it in like uh, letter by letter, and then it just appears on the screen yeah. in the kanji characters. Uh, so it's really easy, and it's very dangerous because because I've, I've I only use computer mediated text to write Japanese these days. I've forgotten how to write the characters because. In everyday mm. life, you don't really need to write that much Japanese out, uh, which is why they do put a lot of emphasis on writing and education and everyday life here, because they, they don't want you to forget it. But yeah, really easy. Yeah. You just type the word out, and the computer sort of guesses what you're trying to type. And if you, yeah. if it's a, a word where it could be something else, like it could be different kanji characters, you sort of hit the space bar, and you get a little drop-down menu of other sort of variations of that word, right? And you just go down the space bar, yeah. tap it until you get the exact word that you want. So very intuitive and very sort of easy. Yeah. yeah. But I'd never thought about yeah. that before I came here. Uh, we got one here <laughs> from Harry. It says, hey, Chris and Pete, your podcast has kept me motivated through my final year of university and has drawn me, uh, drew me into planning a cycle route from Sapporo to Kagoshima. With Chris being the Oof. athletic god we all know him for, definitely. Uh, in his own cycle across Japan, it felt worth asking, what was your own favourite prefecture to cycle through? And what was the least? On top of that, what advice would you give to uh, the part, your past self attempting the journey in the future? Much appreciated, guys. Uh, Harry, a couch potato, attempting to exercise for once. <laughs> I mean, that'll be one hell of a route. Um, presumably, you're going to get a ferry from Sapporo to Aomori, unless you can rig up your bike into some sort of boat and uh, sail across the Sugaru Strait and do something very fun there. Well done, Harry. But no, I, I honestly, best place, worst place. Worst place was Niigata, just because there's nothing there. Mm. Like, uh, as I talked about with Jerry a few weeks ago when he came on the podcast, on Journey Across Japan, all the challenges were about, like, things to do in the local area. Like, with Pete, I think we, mm. to be fair, it wasn't very local, but we, uh, we tried to find our way to Kyoto using a paper map. It was a yes. shit show. Uh, yeah. But for Joey, in Niigata, we had nothing like local that was interesting. Uh, so we had to really be creative and we did all sorts of weird challenges like make a commercial or pimp our bike. It became about mm. the journey rather than any of the destinations we were going through. So I didn't really like Niigata for that reason. <laughs> um, best place to cycle, probably around the Inland Sea. So straight after I'd got rid of Pete Donaldson and his shenanigans with Kobe <laughs> Beef, I cycled around Okayama and Hiroshima and uh, Yamaguchi and that whole stretch 
around the inland sea is really beautiful um, if you pick the right time mm. of year anyway so yeah that whole area it'll be the highlight of your trip to be honest but make sure you pick the right month to, to do this cycle do it in September or October <laughs> to be- or November yeah, I mean, I mean to be fair, we the paper map was a shit show because it was bloody raining, and the natural enemy of the paper map is water. <laughs> it was a <laughs> bloody disaster. I uh, got a message here from uh, Malika. Hello, Malika. Uh, hey, Chris and Pete. I'm from the UK, from England, the South. Well, begrudging me from Luton, born and bred here. Right now, it's Ramadan. I'm uh, fasting, dying of exams and tiredness. Uh, just got one question: How are Muslims' life in Japan? Are they discriminated against badly? Uh, P.S. Have you? guys ever tried fasting if you haven't it would be interesting for you guys to try it or if you have uh, how was it i am always blown away uh from my how my muslim friends managed to fucking get through days mm. fasting I, I just cannot i can imagine <laughs> getting through half the day and and like it and like my mates sort of sort of say that it's not about like the weakness it's not about this it's not about that it's just that like like my old mate was like, oh, my breath just fucking stinks. <laughs> <laughs> my breath just fucking stinks after a day of not eating. Like you just start a, a sort of, and you just feel like crap, and and your and your mouth just feels so dry and like and 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 and, and tasteless. And oh man, and uh, yeah, I my hat, my heart, and my hat is going out <laughs> to everyone who's uh, who's fasting at the moment. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 just it's an astonishing discipline. I can do it, and I can't believe that's part of you know part and parcel of your year every year. It's, it's incredible it's what dedication and devotion how long, do you know, how long is it for is it it's about a month or something isn't it yeah it's a month I think isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's a month I, I, yeah I'd be down if I could do it I mean uh, Muslim population in Japan is pretty low there's quite a few um, folks from mm. Malaysia and Indonesia and, and sort of Tokyo um, yeah honestly mm. I don't know I don't know if I ha- know any Muslims living in Japan there's a really good documentary mm. series made by Greg Life Where I'm From where he like did a, I think a, a sort of mini series on it, uh, on what yeah. it's like living in Japan as a Muslim. But uh, yeah, really, I I don't know. Um, I think it's probably probably a lot easier in Tokyo, where there are sort of everything. There's sort of everything's in place to live comfortably as yeah. a Muslim in Japan, uh, in terms of diet and, and whatnot. Uh, whereas other cities like Sendai yeah. probably a little bit more difficult. So that's my advice there. But check well, out think, Greg's series; um, it's really really damn good. Definitely, I, I think uh, obviously we're recording this uh, a few days uh, early, so everyone's fasting at the moment. Um, I believe Eid will be either today or tomorrow. Mm, so mm. have a good time, guys. Have a fucking good party. <laughs> Keep up the good work. I, I don't. I I, yeah. I I don't know if I could ever do that. I kind of want to try. Can I? Can I join? I'm. I'm. I'm I left my spectacles on uh, in, in a taxi recently, so I'm very much. Um, <laughs> I'm very much uh, in the situation where I have to wear my sunglasses everywhere, so I don't actually know when sunset is because <laughs> just everything sunset and sunrise is kind of the same for me. Everything's kind of a bit dark for me all day. I'm trying to get some new spectacles. I need some spectacles. So you're gonna life hack. You're gonna hack your way around the fasting rules, are you? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Very sinister indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com, guys. We'll be back later in the week to do all over again, but for now, no matter where you might be, out in the big wide world, have yourself a great week. We'll be right back here, do it over again on the Broad Japan Podcast. Bye for now.
Abroad in Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. <laughs>